Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Welcome to a Lost Without Moments episode that Maurice is joining me with today because he is just that outstanding of a person. And joining us once again on the Lost Without Japan podcast, he's coming to me in my time of need. And I've told him that I could have him on numerous times because I still feel he has so much to offer listeners. But you're a director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions. That's you know, normally coming to you with positive thoughts and excitement, needed some assistance. And I thought, what better person to go to uh, than Maurice, as he is going to help add to the excitement today and help all of you in your planning for your trip to Japan. And mine, even though like both of us, we're actually going to get to meet together in person. I know this isn't my normal opening. It's okay. Um, you know, we're actually going to get to meet together in Japan for the first time. And both of our trips are still a ways off yet. But to be able to meet in person is cool. We're kind of along the same, you know, time frame of stuff. But, you know, this is a, a, an opportunity for kind of us to share what we do in preparation for getting to go. All, almost all my talks are trying to get you there. But let's say you're a month, couple months, three months, whatever it is out. What do you do? And that is what today's episode is going to be about. We have some questions, some talking points, but we're not going to hit um, all of them, I'm sure. Uh, but we're here. We're going to have a great time. And I must say, whoever you are, my Australian fans, listeners, wherever you came from, my recent 100 listeners from Japan just randomly one day, I want to say thank you. And I'd love to know how you stumbled across the show. I, I, I like to th thank whoever did send you that way because I usually don't have 100 new listeners up here from one country alone. I have listeners from all over the world, and it's very humbling whenever I look at all the different countries they're coming from. But whoever that is, I at least, uh, you know, owe a <laughs> definitely some thanks. Um, today's episode is going to be a bit off the norm. Um, as you can already tell, you know, I want to celebrate, though, so much of my two years of been talking with you has been me hoping to get back to Japan. And it's going to happen. It's coming up. It's so exciting seeing that from my son's view. It's making me excited. Going to be doing some things I don't normally do. And all of that, I just hope that all of our talk today finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem for you at this moment. If you're new to the show, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, truly thank you for being a part of our community and returning once again. Our bi-weekly show is focused on getting you to Japan for your first visit or to make your next one an even better one. Welcome, Maurice. Thank you so much for making time, all of us again today, and for being, for me, a third time, first third time person that we can, you know, have on the show. And we can both talk about our upcoming trips and, you know, get some updates on too uh, for Ganbate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me another time. It's always a blast. Um, I'm doing fantastic. You know, I, nothing but good, you know, good news from my direction. Uh, you know, thankful in part because of, you know, you giving me a platform and allowing me to, to kind of advertise my book and my Kickstarter. Uh, but that was a success. You know, I, I don't know. No, we actually were chatting when it actually got fully funded yes. or something like that. It was around yes. that time. So thank you for that. Uh, you kind of planted that seed in the air. You were like, it's going to be funded. And I'm like, I certainly hope you're right, <laughs> um, and then it was, so thank you for that, but we're about a month out from when the campaign ended. Um, I went back and I reviewed the book again, you know, just typos, things like that, some shot placement or order, uh, some things I wanted to change, 
uh, let's see, uh, I just started getting back some of the, um, the, the items and tiers like, uh, prints, um, I actually went out to a couple of printing shops and said, Hey, look, you know, who can get me the best prints. Right. And I sent yeah. out some test prints and the test prints actually came out pretty damn good. So I'm excited about that moving forward with that. Um, and the next couple of days, I am actually going to speak with the factory and get that final order locked down. There was some lead time. I forget what the, the specifics were, but the lead time is around two weeks for actual production. And then I want to say there is some buffer time of when it's still in the factory and when it hits on, it gets on a boat. And then I think it's going to be on a boat for about uh, a month and a half to two months. And then okay. it'll hit stateside. And so that'll put us way ahead of my delivery date because, or my fulfillment date, which is December at the time, because I want to give myself the ability to look through all of the books to do kind of a quality assurance or quality check on each and every book before I send it out. Because if there is some kind of mess up or a hiccup or an error, uh, then I can get it, I can get it done again. And I still won't go beyond my fulfillment date. So that was really important to me. But everything is going extremely well. Actually, you know, now that you mentioned you mentioned the Kickstarter, uh, someone sent me like an anonymous like poke of like what's going on with the project, right? You know, and that's fine. I actually don't mind that at all because these things are moving. But it's 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 an interesting thing because I'm much more of a I'm not going to talk until I have something to show, right? Yes. Um, I, I think that it's 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 great to keep people abreast of things. But if everything's is going well, then you know. And it's not time to you know deliver things yet. Let me be quiet and not fill their 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 email box with just junk of like I went to Panera today. I had a uh, I had broccoli <laughs> cheddar soup. And it's, they're like, we don't care if you had broccoli cheddar soup at Panera, bro. Where's the book? Where's the stuff I paid you for? So um, I'm much more of a let me get ahead of this. Let me get the, the ball rolling on this. And when big things happen, then um, let me let them no, let me notify them then. Um, but that's just my thought process. Uh, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, I'm much more of a no news is good news kind of guy, where it's just like, if I haven't said anything bad is happening, everything is great. <laughs> but uh, just to kind of wrap that up, the Kickstarter is going fantastic. Uh, thank you again for all of your support and um, just giving me a platform to put it out there because it was it was a success. And I, I really don't think I could have done it without your help. Appreciate it, man. And just so you know, not to be confrontational at the start, but um, really, uh, Panera's uh, creamy chicken and wild rice soup is where it's at, buddy. That's that's <laughs> that's that's where it's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take offense to that. Okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. This this interview is over. I say good day, sir. <laughs> No, I um, I just was excited to be able to have you on, and I had kind of some talking points and stuff, and I thought both of us have been to Japan uh, a number of times now, right? And mm -hmm. it is something that is um, unique in that way, shape, and form, and the fact that like we can bring something and offer something that not everybody is going to get to uh, you know, be a part of. And so I had kind of mm -hmm. like a set of questions and things for us to go through, like I told you, um, Maurice kind of helped me out because um, as I've shared with listeners of the show, I had a lot of interviews that were lined up with people that do, um, you know, anything from uh, climbing to, you know, other things having to do with Japan tourism and stuff. And right now, everything is ramped up so much in Japan right now that uh -huh. people are doing all they can to, to just fill that you know, fill that need, fill that things here. And so like, I'm going to be talking with some people during uh, bond festival um, and after, and I've been finding some different interviews uh, lining up that aren't the typical ones I would have had in the past. Um, but I'm finding a lot of great people for you that are in Japan that offer some truly unique stories. And uh, you know, for those of you that just listened to our interview with Steffi, that's just one of, uh, you know, different many that have come. Um, but you know, it is all, all good, my friend. Maurice, I can't believe uh, for you uh, and I that it's, you know, for me, it's been a little bit longer than you. <laughs> you know, 2019 was when I went last. And I can't imagine mm -hmm. 
that I would have ever had a time have it be four years since I went, unless something happened to me, you know, that would cause this. And I'm already planning my next uh, year's trip for Japan, you know, on top of this, as, ex- you know, as excited as I am that's here. Um, I, how about you, my friend? Are you just as excited as I am to, like, you know, get back and have some, you know, good food and just be in a place that makes us both you know, as happy as it does? You know what? Um, I am not as excited as you, but for good reason, you know? Yes. Uh, but I'm I'm equally as stoked for you because uh, I do remember that exact moment of getting off the plane in October of last year and be like, holy crap, it's been several years <laughs> since yes. I've gotten to touch down here. And so I'm kind of jealous of that feeling that you're going to have because it was the the time was just so long it had been such a huge stretch of time whereas before it was like no you can't it it wasn't a matter of oh i'll get around to it or um let me get my money right or when i can you know take off time for work or my friends are around no it was a you can't come here right yes and now that your schedule has allowed and the, the border is open for you you're going to get to experience that and it's a it's a really surreal feeling because you know in our lifetimes you know as americans who you know we're very fortunate to be americans um how many places have you ever been told in your lifetime you can't go there there is yes. it's not a money issue it's not a, a time issue it's not a, a a scheduling issue it's a literal uh uh you can't you know yes. and um that was a new one for me um very very surreal very very surreal because you know as americans we're basically taught that if you had the money you can do whatever you want you know (laughs) yeah this was a time when the money didn't matter you know um but i'm excited for you i'm i i would because you're going to be there before me i would love to hear just like your immediate thoughts the second you get there and you've gotten your you know your your bearings, just how it feels once you touch down and you're out and about and you're like let loose. I'm very, I'm actually kind of jealous. <laughs> One thing like that, that that I'm kind of like excited about too, not to not to pile on you, man, but like uh, my son's coming, right? And right. so I get you're getting to see me of you in October, and I get to see him for me back in like 2004, like That's that awesome. fir- that first visit to a place that you know, that you've wanted to go for so long, be able to experience that again through his eyes and get to kind of like live through that. That's going to be just a huge, huge, huge thing. And I am, could not be more excited, my man. Like he's getting me excited for stuff that I would have never have been excited for. So, uh, you know, I'd say not never, but like, you know, not very likely, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but I am so happy, man. Anybody that's in it wants to know more about Maurice. We're not going to go into, um, your whole story. We've, we've had you on twice before. You can go back and listen to those. You can go to the Moonlighters podcast and see a fantastic interview with Joel as well. All of that information is in the show doc, um, that we have for our, our page. And if you want to get in contact with Maurice, I'll still have like your socials, uh, that we shared previously as well. So if you have questions or, you know, uh, want to comment about like once you've seen his book, uh, digital or physical, uh, the things you love the most, uh, don't hesitate. Uh, but one thing I'd like to just start us off with is, my friend, do you have like checklist items that you, you know, have in mind? Like, you know, hey, I'm at this point before my trip that I need to start packing. Like, what is that for you? Ooh. That's a good one. You know, um, I have taken down some notes, so <laughs> I won't ramble too much. But this this trip in particular, I, mean, I am doing a couple of things differently. Um, one thing that I'm doing that I did not do before, because I have an, uh, an iPhone, I know that Android users, uh, if you didn't buy the phone in Japan, may have a bit of an issue with this. But if you have an iPhone, you can add your Suica tra- transport card, your train card, to your iPhone. And uh, so whenever you get to, um, I guess, the the train terminal, the bus, the, the turnstile is the word that I'm thinking of, but it's not that. The, just the gate, you can hover that over where you'd normally hover your Suica or Pass card, and 
you know, Apple Wallet will take care of that. So you don't actually need a physical Suica card anymore. So I've already added that to my iPhone wallet. Um, this is a big one that I actually encourage everyone to do is uh, register your trip with Visit Japan Web. Um, yes. Have you done that already? I I have that. I have that like, um you know, that, that I put in for, uh you know, for my son and for myself. And mm -hmm. we're going to be like completing that. And my one buddy that's coming with us um, is kind of like, we don't need to do this anymore. And I'm like, no, no, man. You, like, you don't need to do it, but you're going to be filling out a paper. Yep. And then you're going to be going through a way longer experience. Yep. And we're going to be out and through. We'll meet you at the place. Like, you know, like, we'll meet, you know, we'll meet you at the place. But, buddy, like, you could be there for another hour. It may not be. Absolutely. You know, I said it may be another 15 minutes. But why waste 15 minutes of your trip? Get those Absolutely. QR codes. Have everything be ready to scan. And it shows them you're cool. You're good to go. You've done everything we asked. We don't need to do anything else. You know, like, this is this is it. This is it. No, uh, you're absolutely right. And some audio might have cut in from my an ad played on one of these websites. And so hopefully you didn't hear that. Okay, I'll mute it, man, if it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing that, that, that I would like to add on to that is you're absolutely right. Um, because before, when I, when I went in October, the app was my SOS. And that was where you uploaded your COVID information, your passport, things like that. Um, and when you got off, because it was so close to, uh, actually, this was before the border actually officially opened. It was really strange the way they ushered around. And there were people, they had staff members out there who had signs of paper that said, do you have the QR code for my SOS? If you do, go this way. If you don't, go that way. And the people that did not have the QR codes because they, they didn't pre-register very much had to wait extra time. Uh, it, it became this, go fill out this, go stand in that line. And it, and I think that my my SOS... Uh, as far as getting into the, the into the country has been deactivated or it's not necessary and it's shifted over to visit Japan web, which again, you don't have to do it, but I did get those QR codes for both um, customs and immigration. And I expect something similar where there's people like, if you have this, go straight here and you're in and out. And you are very accurate, very correct in saying that it will save you a ton of time. So please do that. Yes, yes, yes. And, and like, I, I... I um could not agree. I like, thank you for bringing that up because that's like one of those things that I'm just like, yeah, I'm do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it is like uh, that's not necessarily something else that's here. Um, money I've heard is different. Um, a bit from some people that it's you know more digital, um, you know less physical. But I'm still going to be taking out. Like I've already taken out money, but I'm going to be right. taking out you know more. Um, just because I want to be there. Like I don't have PayPay. I can't sign up for PayPay. You know, I mm -hmm. understand that that's like huge, but I've also heard that even our Suica cards mm -hmm. aren't just convenience stores, aren't just convenience mm -hmm. stores. They're not just, um, you know, soda machines. They're not just mm -hmm. ticket turnstile. They have use like everywhere and, mm -hmm. you know, like so much more. So I think this trip is going to be a huge one to come back from and be able to share with people and be like, hey, this is what it is. I'd love to get to a time where I don't have to order money ahead of time and I can just go through my Apple wallet, go through whatever it is that, that I have. And just, that's what we do and not lose out on that money. Like, you, you know, just mm -hmm. because you're getting cash before you go, you know, and then when you change oh, it back, if you don't spend it, you lose that too. So yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And you know, um, with my bank in the past, I have taken money out ahead of time each time and their fees aren't ridiculous. But, you know, um, the yen isn't nearly as weak as it was back in October. I think the last time I looked, it was 142 yen to yes. the dollar. And I think when I went last year, uh, it was around 147 to the dollar. Yes. And for a day or two, while I was there, um, it hit 150 yeah. to the dollar. Just That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's when I hit like was 150 was when I went and did my <laughs> like my exchange. I was just like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> that's <laughs> solid, man. And it was weird because, you know, it was fluctuating throughout my trip. And at one point, uh, it, it became cheaper to spend because I have a, um, a credit card with no foreign transaction fees. 
it became cheaper to use my credit card than it was to spend the money that I had in my pocket. Yeah. It was, that's how weak the yen had gotten in just that short of time. So uh, it's cool that you really, it's very, very cool that you got money ahead of time. Very, very yeah. cool. I'm jealous of that as well. <laughs> and and one thing about you, like I, I this was kind of like bumming me out to begin with, but then um, I can't, I can't uh, remember the creator that I was listening to, but basically like, yes, We've lost these places, but you lose these places anyways, right? Mm-hmm. What is nice is like you're gonna have some of those places that you'd love to go to that are in your like your Google Maps, you know, locations that you have saved. But you're gonna be coming across some new ones as well. You're gonna have some mm-hmm. new favorites. You're just opening yourself up to get some new experiences and things like that. And I think that's a good attitude to go through, because like you, man, I'm clearing out my. You know, as it's clearing out my Google Maps, because there's a lot of places that I've had that were like my go to's that are just no longer there. Some of them mm-hmm. I've kept, like just in this like hope, like this one Italian restaurant that's in Kyoto. I'm just like, man, come back, come back. I know you don't mean it. I know you don't mean it. Like you're going to pop up one day and I'm going to be like suckers that deleted this. You know, you guys don't know, but I'm there. You know, I'm there. I'm flying right now. But I'm um, like, like, like. Like, what do you do with your um, Google Maps? Do you just, like, lay out everything that you're going to do? Or do you just, like, pick some things? What do you do, my friend? Uh, So um, I do not really create hard itineraries where I'm going uh, on this trip because it's – I'm actually going to attempt to make this one a vacation vacation, right? And so um, I started a new list, and I've added probably about four or five dozen items on it. And, you know, Google Maps is great for this because – you really can just bring up your list and you'll see all these items in the immediate proximity to you. So that way you can knock out quite a few things on your list um, while you're in that area. And I think that's one thing that's really key about that is that like, hey, look, there are four things in your in, on your list that's in this area. How about we hit all of them today? That way you can just forget about it or move on yeah. or you can come back to it later on and you know that you really like it, right? Um, I just... And this is people who love super planning. They hate me for this. I just kind of walk around and I putz around and I do what I'm feeling that day. Um, I think that if I'm doing something with people, I make that a priority, obviously. You know, we've had plans to do X, Y, or Z. I'm going to do that. But as far as I'm, for me, you know, an experience is an experience. And uh, if I haven't done it before, I kind of view them, view them and weigh them all kind of equally. Uh, there are things that I made a, a priority last time that didn't happen. Like for instance, um, the Nintendo store in Tokyo. Yes. I wanted that's... to go there and pick up something for a friend of mine, and he was really nice about. It. He was like, "If you make it, great. If you don't, don't worry about it." Um, I went to the Nintendo store. They told me that there was a 90-minute wait to get in there, handing out tickets, and. I didn't care enough to go to the Nintendo store. I'm not waiting 90 minutes for that. Yeah. So I left and I went and did something else. So that's kind of how I like, uh, I travel. Um, now that being said though, if I really wanted to go to the Nintendo store and buy, you know, the toys there, which they, you can see inside the store, it looks very, very cool. Uh, if that was a, a bigger priority for me, I would have made time for it. I would have, what I would have done was I would have, uh, gotten the ticket, realized that I needed 90 minutes, and then gone and had lunch or, or dinner in, a, in a, another restaurant that was close to, so I can kind of collapse those two things and then go to the Nintendo store. A smart person would have done it that way, but I wasn't in the mood for that. So I went and did something else. Um, but, you know, tell me about your Google Maps list, because I'm sure it's extraordinary. <laughs> well, it's like, the fun part is, man, like I have everything for everything I've talked about from like, you know, every episode, every day trip that I've done. Mm-hmm. And so that's its own thing. Like I have so many places though. I think I'm almost on that to an extreme in the opposite direction where it's like, I have so many places I want to go. I don't have the time. Like, mm. you know, I'm already at that point. Like I want to go to Fuji. I want to see it even like not I, it's, climbing. It's not, not an option for this trip. Right. It's like, I can't do mm-hmm. that hike. It's just not, not a, not a part of what's here, but I'd love to see it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I, there are so many other places that I've, interviewed even this one recently that's going to be coming out um like in a couple weeks uh depending on when this comes out like or already come out where there's like this whole pottery town i'd love to go i found a studio man that you can go to that is legit like everything is set up for a professional like you know experience 
you could go through, make your own pottery, and in a couple months, it'll be fired, glazed, and back to you. I awesome. I like I I like getting things where it's like I can have something physical, but it's something physical that attaches me to a place that like I did. Mm-hmm. I still have my glass that I did. I'd love to have something else to add to it. Um, That's but, awesome. But right now, man, this is like this trip is my son, right? So we mm-hmm. will be at the Nintendo World if it's an hour and a half wait. Well, like not Nintendo, like the the Nintendo store. If it's an hour and a half wait, it's going to be an hour and a half wait. But we're going to Nintendo World in Osaka. That would not have been on my to-do list. I'm just going to be very upfront with that. Um, it was, uh, you know, like the wait times and everything I've heard, you know, for that would have been something I'm like, I don't want to go to a theme park, you know, on the other, you know, other side of the world, not <laughs> on my priority top of list of things to do. But now that I'm doing it and now I don't know about you, but it's like you buy a car or you buy a shirt. And suddenly mm. you start seeing that jacket or you see that, you know, car everywhere, you know? Yes. <laughs> now it's like so many people that I've had interactions with are like, I, I just went to it, went to it. And it, and the mm-hmm. Nintendo world was fantastic. And I'm just like, now mm-hmm. I'm excited, you know? Uh, but it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. And for you, like we have kind of like, you know, some maps, some things that are here. Do you have a routine when it comes to actually packing for Japan? Because my, my friend, I want to tell you like, when it's two weeks out, my I already have my backpack <laughs> like, out, like, you know, on my bed. I have my bag, and I'm already packing stuff, buddy. Like, you know, because all my clothes and stuff for the trip are separate. They're not my, you know, trip my stuff that I normally use. So everything is in a closet that I keep just for this. And I start, like, sitting there, you know, trying to, like, do I have everything? Do I have my, you know ibuprofen do i have my like you know like you know anti-diarrheal medicine like you know like <laughs> like, like, like the important like band-aids like because you know you, you could you could be there man like have an experience where my, my buddy did where we were we hit like nine different pharmacies to try to find a low dose tylenol that's not what we would expect mm-hmm. or looking for a big bandage when i slipped and you know gouged my knee in tokyo when i was walking around but man like i I sit there and pack, you know, I, I want to be able to look at it and know that it's ready to go. <laughs> uh, so to answer that, mine is very similar to yours. Um, the clothing stuff, I don't really worry about until like a couple of days beforehand, but the first aid stuff is important. So yeah. I definitely make sure I have things uh, for like Tylenol, Band-Aids, Neosporin, gauze, things of that nature, um, because I had a situation where I think in 2020 I wasn't feeling too great. It might have been jet lag, who knows, but I just didn't feel great. And I did not bring any ibuprofen or Tylenol with me. And I went to a Kambini and I tried to say headache medicine. And I wasn't thinking straight as far as um, Google Translate or anything like that. I was just like pointing at my head, like making like, ah, noises. And they're like, what the heck is this dude talking about? You know? Yeah. And, um, it took, I, I eventually had someone who went above and beyond to help me, and I, I still have some of that headache medicine. The doses are very low. Um, yes, Japan. yes. You know, weak is not the right word, but, you know, whenever we're used to a certain number of milligrams, you know, quarter it or half it for Japanese dose, you know? Yes. And so having that stuff from what you're used to from your home country is going to save you a lot of time if you have any sprains or bumps or bruises or headaches. That's a big one. That's a huge one. I'd say just to to have stuff for safety is you can't have too much, you know. Um yeah, that's a that's a really really big one. Um after that, I'd say after first aid stuff, I'd say that make sure you have some nice socks. I know that it's 100% off, you know, you take your shoes off a lot so you don't want people to see like your holy socks. So, um Every time I go to Japan, I buy a new pack of bright white socks. It's something that I do, a weird yep. kind of tradition for myself. Um, and then clothing can wait until yeah. a couple of days. And uh, but that's no, nothing crazy. But please, people, the first aid stuff, don't skimp on it. And and also one thing that you wouldn't necessarily even think about is antacid, man. Like, oh, I yeah. could not find an antacid to save my life. Going to go find Tums wasn't going to happen but i did find um this stuff that's like it looks like herbs like you know it it tastes horrible horrible but man it works 
amazing. But if I could like remove that experience of that horrible taste and just chew on a couple tums, like <laughs> that is on my list. I brought the stuff back, you know, that I had there that was antacid because it was like not only was it like an antacid, it was also like it cured so many different things and it's all natural. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. I like it. But at the moment, I just wanted my tub. <laughs> and then I, Maurice, I've never spent $20 on a pair of socks before, right? Mm-hmm. I bought a $20 pair of socks because I've been doing, we were talking about like, we're trying to get our steps up for going to Japan. Mm-hmm. Like both, again, still got a number, we still got a ways to where we're going to be going. But I have been doing so much walking that I was getting blisters and I have Mm. like the bamboo fiber socks that are supposed to be, you know, that I normally use on my trips and I have nice shoes. I have nice inserts. Like I had everything that was here and I'm like, what's going on. I ended up buying hiking socks. My man, Mm. this is the most amazing thing in the world because I went hiking for like, not hiking, but you know, like, you know, walking past hike, whatever you want to call it for like four hours, did like 10 hours of walking, came back home, no sweat on my foot. <laughs> it was like the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. You'd expect if you're if you're out all day long, like it's hot, ninety something degrees. You're walking all day long. Amazing, my friend. Amazing. I ended up buying like you, know, I, you better believe it because I ended up ordering. They're like blue, like a bright blue, you know, type of thing. I don't care. Uh-huh. I have like I literally <laughs> after finding that I bought like two up. Uh, like I got like four pairs of these socks that I'm going to Japan with, buddy, that I'm going to be wearing. I don't care that they're blue. I don't care they're not white. They're waterproof. (laughs) Buddy, like, it was one of those things, like, you know, like, it it sounds silly here, but, like, man, I bought, I also bought, like, um, I had to deal with, like, skin cancer, man. Like, I had to have stuff removed, and it's still something that I fight with. So I got, like, these um, sleeves you know, to cover mm, myself. Mm. I got these face coverings. I even found these knee coverings too. It's like kind of all similar colors. I'm going to mm-hmm. look like, <laughs> I'm going to look odd, like walking around, but I don't care. You know, I don't have to put on sunblock. I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to be good to go. But I've added that to my stuff too, because man, when I was in Kyoto for that day, when you're out doing all those different temples and shrines, and that's going to be mm-hmm. something I do with my son and you're out in that sun all day long and there's nothing blocking you. I, I mm-hmm. mean, like when you're in Kyoto, there's not much sun covering like at all. Like unless you're in that actual like temple or shrine that was here. And I, if my buddy Mike hadn't have brought that sunblock, I would have been baked. So I'm like, I've got all that stuff for like on those heavy days that I can like, you know, end up throwing that on. And again, I'll take some pictures to share with you guys, just how silly I end up looking, but you get to a point where you're like, I don't care. I want to enjoy my trip and be in sunburn. Like I did when I was a kid. And missing a couple days of my vacation is not what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? Better safe than sorry. And also, from what I understand, people in Japan, when the sun is like particularly fierce, they bring out their umbrellas anyway. So they're going to avoid it just like you're going to avoid it. Sounds like you're going to be like good company on that. That's it, man. It's like I was born in the wrong country is all it is. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, man, but I've got electronics going with me for this trip. I want to try to record as much audio as I can when I'm out there, right? Not only mm-hmm. for the show, but for just my own person. Like, I, I want to mm-hmm. be able to... One thing I miss the most is just, like, being away from Japan. I like hearing it. If I'm a very audio person, if I can play some music, if I can watch a movie, if I can hear a sound, if you can smell that smell, like, you're transported back. And if I can mm-hmm. just record some audio of different places while I'm there, just to play back at a later time, that's huge. But, man... I'm going to be traveling with stuff. And I thought about you. You have your cameras. You have your things that's here. Like, do you have any tips, like, you know, for yourself? Just how do you end up getting through customs with what you bring? Like, when you were trying to do um, Gambate versus, you know, like, vacationing and stuff like that. Like, what did you end up doing, my friend? Okay, so when it's just a straight-up vacation, um, I typically just lean more heavily upon my digital cameras. Yeah. And if you have an expensive camera... I would say keep that in your carry-on, right? Yes. That way you can be aware of how it's treated, uh, especially if you're not getting like a Pelican case, because I know a lot of people that, that are into like content creation will carry a Pelican case because those things can tumble around and your gear won't be destroyed, right? Uh, so if you're not doing that, keep all your camera stuff in, a, in your carry-on. That way you got your hands on it and your eyes on it the entire trip, right? 
uh, because I'd hate for someone to to get a flashy new camera, stick it in their their checked bag. Someone who doesn't know tosses your bag in the nets. You know, R.I.P. All she wrote, you know, in your camera. So keep it there. Um, now for Gambate, that trip because I was shooting so heavily upon on film, like actual like film film. Uh, I did hand checks at security points. And because, you know, they'll tell you that if your film is not ISO 800 or higher, the uh, the 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 x-ray should be fine. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. It is not true. Um, you know, you can also buy lead bags if you don't want to insist on a hand check. Stick all your film in a lead bag. But when it, go, when it goes through the x-ray, they're going to be like, what the heck? Because it shows up as a black box, you <laughs> yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. They're like, what the heck is this, you know? Uh, they're going to pull it out and want to know what's inside of it anyway. So just save the time. Of having it go through the X-ray and they stand there and then you get pulled off to the side because they want to know what this thing. Um, just say, hey, look, I've got film. For, you know, I'm a film photographer. I have this film. It can't go through the the, the X-ray. It'll destroy it or it'll go like hazy streaks all over it. Yes. Basically, destroy it. Please do a hand check. Don't run it through the X-ray. So that's kind of what I did. And some some airports are okay with it. Some are not. Some of the TSA agents do not want to deal with your hand check. I don't care. I don't care. Um, when I created Gambate, I wasn't aware of just how much film would be immediately accessible to me. It turns out there's a lot, but there were some specialty rolls that I brought over that could not be purchased in Japan. It's just not there. Yes. Um, and it's just like, sorry, you're going to look at this. You're, you're going you're gonna to swab it. You're going to test it for bomb materials. That's what they do. Uh, they don't know what the heck it is. As long as it's not a bomb, that's what they check it for chemicals and things like that. And um, they're just own the fact that you're going to slow down the line. If you yep. do film photography, own it that you're going to slow down the line. Have no shame because one thing that you will hate, I promise you, is if you get a specialty roll that you spent 20 or $35 on, you send it to the x-ray because they told you it's okay because the TSA agent doesn't care. They want to just get you through the line. And then you get it processed, and that one photo that you thought was going to be like the 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 one has like a streak across it because the X-ray. You're never going to you're never going to forget it. You'll never yeah. forgive yourself. Hand check, hand check, hand check all day. <laughs> yeah, because man, like one thing I'm I, I'm worried about is I'm going to be that person already, right? It's vacation for me, right? But I right. I'm bringing my laptop. I'm bringing my 360 camera. I'm bringing the mm -hmm. batteries for that 360 camera. I'm going to be mm -hmm. bringing, you know, some microphones. <laughs> like, I have my Nintendo Switch. I Nobody's going to want to be in my line, my friend. I tell you right now, <laughs> nobody's going to want to be in my line, you know? Uh, so, like, you know, I'll, I'll update that, too. But the one thing that I ended up finding out, I just started re recently using a CPAP machine, right? And mm -hmm. um, I found out that that does not count uh, against you in any way, shape, or form for your carry-on. Since it's medical, you just oh, bring cool. it on. And then you can also, um, one thing I'm worried about is that in Japan, finding distilled water is going to be tough. Like it's, mm. again, it's going to be kind of that what pharmacy actually you find that has it. But I was also told I can check like two liters of water in my, you know, luggage into the plane and, you know, get it the other side. So I'm going to end up like putting in a liter of water at least so I don't have to worry about it that first night and stuff like that. But knowing that was, you know, kind of something. So, man. I have my CPAP machine. I have a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 gonna be great, buddy. I'm gonna have like five different things. You know, like when they say your electronics need to be separate, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, buddy. Um, I, you know, I'll update everybody on how that went because you know I'm a big kid and it shows with everything that I'm going through. Um, what for you, my friend? You've dropped your things off at lot your your logic, right? We've come mm -hmm. through the plane. We made it to the other side. We made it through the airport. We're where we want to be. What is the first thing that you want to do? Because we have this in common. <laughs> we have this in common already. What's that first thing that you want to do? Oh, man. All right. So I've dropped off my stuff at my lodgings. Okay. I'm a simple man, and I have simple needs. <laughs> I go find the nearest convenience. That's what I do. Where's the nearest convenience? First thing. I don't even have to think about it. Buddy, I've already got it. I've already got the mark for where I'm staying. Like, <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. I, I need me some, you know, I, I need some chicken. 
like you know from the convenience store like just some drinks like you know have a beer have a you know whatever it is like it's just going to be fantastic i can't wait so we definitely have that insane um we've been kind of talking um new locations that you're going to be looking to do um you know i've added on some things too since it's my my son's trip like i have to kind of do i have to do tokyo mm, i have to mm. do osaka um hiroshima is a must for me i don't care when i'm going i'm gonna make mm -hmm. it there like you know it's gonna be three years from now that's that's just a place that i'm always gonna hit um do you have any new places since you're going vacation mode uh that you're looking to check out when you hit japan okay so um it's interesting because so many people when they go to japan they just hit up tokyo yeah. i feel like that's probably the vast majority of people and then if they don't go to Tokyo, then it's uh, Kyoto or Osaka. Yes. One thing that's great about you, and the one thing I love about you, is the fact that you're like, nah, -uh, we got to get off the beaten path. We got to go to Hiroshima. We got to go to Okinawa. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to channel that a bit. Um, the place that I really want to make it out to, and this will probably be the deciding factor, and if I get a JR pass or not, is Fukuoka. I, yes. I, I feel called to it. I've, I've researched it quite a bit, and I'm like, that's a place where I want to be. Um, and so that's probably the top of the list. Make a way to get out to Fukuoka. Yes. Uh, because, you know, you can't keep just going to Tokyo. You, you no. just, you can't. Um, you're not experiencing Japan if you just stay in Tokyo. No, I, I, and, buddy, we'll uh, high-five again uh, on this, because Fukuoka is one of those places that I've added on for my son and I to go to, because part, in part because of Lost in Translation, you know, when, when they're like, you know, yeah, I went and shot a band in Fukuoka, you know, like, you know, like that whole like scene and everything. It's been on my, you know, radar of stuff to go to. And my son, I told him we're going to spend all day um, in Osaka for um, you know, the Universal Mario World and all that different stuff. I said, but mm -hmm. we're doing Fukuoka. I want to hit something different. Um, that's awesome. I, and that's I, I'm I'm so excited, too, man. There's so much to do there. That place looks like. I could spend a ton of time there if I wasn't doing Tokyo and I wasn't doing, you know, Osaka and I was just coming into Hiroshima, I think Fukuoka would have been it. And then, you know, maybe Kobe, you know, some other places that are in that area that just would have been, you know, on there. So I, I that sounds fantastic. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, what about uh, meals, my friend? Because I one thing for me, just I'll, I'll start off this one. Um, one of the meals that I'm looking forward to, to the most is from the Japan 2.0 podcast. Mm -hmm. And the, the two gentlemen that are on that, they've been doing this for, I don't know how many years, like tons of years. And one thing they recently talked about in an episode was spiced curry in Osaka. And I thought, you know, hey, I've had your curry from, you know, a hundred different, you know, places in Japan. That's like your typical kind of standard curry. But they're talking about spiced curry, and it's not a spicy spiciness, you know, hot level, but just the amount of spice and things that are put into it. And after listening to them all episode talk about these, you know, experience, it's kind of unique to um, that area, but other places as well. That's moved up the top of my list. If I can make curry new to myself, my friend, it was going to happen anyways. But if I can have new, you know, like a new experience with curry, put me down. I'm ready. I'm ready. Nice. What about you, my friend? What meal are you looking forward to the most? Oof. Okay, so a little backstory about me. Um, because I've worked in production so long, and I'm like, I could funnel that money into yes. a project. I don't always put food at the top of my list, right? Which is, that's a me problem. Um, but everyone else is like, dude, how do you go to a country that's world-renowned for its food, and you're not eating the best that it has to offer? You know, and I have some friends who make fun of me. They're like, Maurice, please tell me you didn't go to Burger King in Japan. I went please. to McDonald's, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get you. I, I, I get you. Yes. <laughs> no, so so one thing that I'm, I'm going to do is is I'm going to go for, and I don't know where yet because obviously this is Japan. There'll be plenty of places to have excellent world-class sushi. Um but one place I want to go, or just one restaurant or thing I want to experience, is to experience a really great, high-quality yes. sushi course. You know, um, there are a few places that I've looked at where some of the courses are like 20,000 yen, you know, or about 200 bucks. 
and you don't really get to choose. It's just what the chef makes and sits in front of you. Um, I haven't had one of those experiences yet where you sit at the bar and the the guy makes it in front of you and hands it to you. So that's something that I'm actually going to splurge on. I'm actually excited about that um, because it's an experience that I've deprived myself of for far too long. And that's something you're going to remember for a long time. You know what I mean? Like hopefully that, like that experience in and of itself, Mm -hmm. that will be something that's here. And I like food for me, man. Like that's how I've met some of the friends that I have, (laughs) you know, like uh, from there, Mm -hmm. it's huge. It's huge. And besides just those memories of food and our pictures, we're going to be taking and audio that I'm recording what are you looking uh, forward to the most to bring back with you after the trip? Oh, gosh. Um, photo books. I am such a huge fan of photo books. It's kind of insane. And the interesting thing is, like, photo books aren't really a thing in America. We just don't really do them. Coffee table books, you know, they've become kind of a thing of the past. And, and um you know, everyone's kind of shifting over towards digital stuff and, and looking on their phone. But Japan has really kept the photo book and the photographer thing yes. alive. They've really just continued to invest in that. And uh, there's a really great photographer. I think he's either American or Canadian. I forget. And he's, I hope he doesn't hear this. But his name is John Seipel. And he's he's created a community for a long time now called Tokyo Camera Style, where he would walk around Tokyo and ask people if they could, if he could take photos of the camera that they're using, right? And that's like a little side thing that he does where he's like showcasing what people, what cameras people are using, but he's also a wonderful photographer of just life and street photography and portraiture. Um, and I have ha- I've had a couple of his books already. And it's interesting, the last time I was in, J- in Japan or before I went, uh, he had a new book that was coming out called, or, or it had already come out called Zuisha. And it was a fantastic book but the place that was selling it that would ship it to the States wanted more money for shipping than they wanted for the yeah. book. It was just like ridiculous. And I remember I messaged him on Instagram to be a little baby because I didn't think he'd respond. And, <laughs> and I was like, yo, bro, like the shipping is ridiculous. Is this book on, on Amazon or something? He's like, no, it's exclusively through this, this seller. And he was, I think, you know, of, of course you can't really yes. read sarcasm on the, insta- <laughs> on the internet, right? So I, I, I'm in the States, you know, he knows I'm in the States. And he, and he responds, well, you could just come to Japan and buy it in person. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, thinking I'm, I'm thinking, like, this guy is trolling me, you know? Um, or, he, or he's just super yeah, nice yeah. anyway. And he might have just been honest. And when I went to, when I went to Japan... He has a he's part of a, a collective or a, 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 I guess a, a gallery called Zen Photo. And I went there and I picked up his book. And uh, while I was still in Japan, I messaged him again. And I showed him a photo that, of the book that I purchased. And I said, hey, man, I want to apologize to you because I was an ass. Yeah, yeah. I was a jerk to you. Um, and I said, hey, look, I bought your book. It's fantastic. I'm really glad that I did that. And he was like, you know, thanks for, you know, supporting it. And he, we chatted for a little bit. Really great guy. Just awesome, awesome guy. But yes, photo books. You know, Japan really does uplift its visual artists in a, in in ways that a lot of ways in a lot of ways that the U.S. does not. So I have to make a trip back over to Zen Photo and buy a bunch of photo books. One thing that I was looking at too is like my my friend Josh and I like we joke that we want to ship paperback, and it is mm-hmm. that. There's books that I know that I want when I'm there that I just have to figure out how to, like you know. What's the cost going to be for us to get it back? Because it, oh, yeah. it's, there's there's so many things that, like in that that I'm like, I don't want to bring in my luggage. They're heavy. But if I could ship it back and have that be like, you know, after I'm back for a while, finally arrive, it, it can take a month. Because then it's like, then it's like a, a, a present to myself that I receive after I'm back. Like, oh, yeah, I, for, I forgot about this. This is great. You know? Do you, my friend, have anything different or we talked like, you know, you're, you know, a few weeks out or something. Let's talk night before mm-hmm. we're getting ready to go. What it, does that end up looking like for you? You know, one thing that I like to do is kind of like play out my trip in my head, like my regular everyday routine, right? Do I have everything that I need um, that I need here? But would I have it on vacation, right? Do I have my glasses, my underwear, my socks? 
my medication, um, things like that. Uh, and then, and this might be the most important part for me, I weigh my luggage. Um, you know, if you're someone who's bringing gifts over to people and things like that, uh, you know, before you know it, a couple boxes of snacks or whatever could put you over your weight limit. You don't know. Yes. Especially if you're carrying camera gear or any kind of electronics, that stuff takes up weight really, really quickly. Um, I would, I weigh my luggage and then I go from there. Like if it's overweight, can I shift it to a carry on or this and that make some executive decisions on what needs to go and what needs to stay. But yeah, that's my night before routine. Just making sure that I'm not going to be, you know, rejected for any reason. Make sure all my documentations in the right way or right order. Make sure that I have all my cards and things like that. Um, I don't know, uh, reset my security cameras in my house, free up space on the cloud or, 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 uh, my memory cards. So if I'm gone for a while, you know, all that stuff is in working order. Um, make sure that travel insurance is in order, log into any websites or anything like that to make sure your, your plan is active. If you got travel insurance, just things like that, just general housekeeping. Yeah. Travel insurance is going to be a first for me on this trip. And that's, that's one that I'm like. I kind of shame on me for not doing it sooner, but like, that's going to be a, that's going to be a must, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and like you, I, I'm going to definitely suck it up and pay for the uh, Wi-Fi, because uh, mm -hmm. on that length of a flight, it matters. Um, I will also have my Nintendo Switch fully charged. Um, probably, I've been playing, um, what is it? I, I want to say Shinyu because of like what's coming up, but there's, you know, there's, there's a RPG that I've been playing for every trip that I've gone to Japan and I mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I, it, it's just on the flight you know what I mean like eventually I'm going to beat this game but it's going to be like <laughs> however many flights that it's going to take for me to do it you know then I'll have to move mm -hmm. on to a new game S my son coming with me he want you know we'll, we'll, we'll do like Mario Kart or you know do something oh, like awesome. that with each other too um, I have Harvest uh, Harvest Moon so I can do a little Aww. farming you know a little har you know farming on the plane <laughs> Maybe oh, you know, find the love of my life at least digitally, um, you know, <laughs> you know, and then um, you know, go from there, man. And like that leads us to the the following day, and this is, you know, surviving the flight. What mm -hmm. do you do, my friend, um, to help help make your way? And I I brought up a couple of yours out of order, but it's like, what do you do? No, my I I think that the Wi-Fi to keep yourself occupied and make sure your devices are charged is a big one. If you're someone that can't sleep, oof, you know, have things to distract you. Oh, 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 noise canceling headphones. Oh, yes. oh man, I didn't write that down, but you know, I've watched too many videos recently of crying babies and people losing their marbles on sh on flights. Yes. <laughs> noise canceling headphones, gotta have those. Um, and, uh, you know, not that I'm advocating for drug use, but if you're someone who wants to sleep, you know, bring some Benadryl, make your drowsy pass right out. Yes. Because, you know, I don't know where you're flying from, you know, any of your viewers, but if it's, you know, for me personally, it, it, wait a second, let me see if I, where I'm flying from. I, I'm it lucky in the fact, like, I'm going to be flying from, you know, from Chicago to Canada. So mm. I'm going to, I'm going to get like four hours or so of my flight taken off. And oh, then man. we take off from there and go the rest of the way to, um, you know, uh, to land in Osaka. Uh, so, like, I'm a little over 10 hours, but it's not that normal, like, you know, 14 and a half or whatever, you know, you want to call it that straight through. And even though it's not like a huge difference mentally, just to know that I'm instantly under 10 hours, like, you know, like pretty mm -hmm. close under 10 hours. That's a that's a big deal, man. <laughs> just no, for I'm me. jealous. You, you, got, you got this set up all nicely because I'm flying from ORD to to Haneda. Um yes. <laughs> so you know. Right yes. from Chicago, baby. Just, <laughs> um it is it is not gonna be a fun flight. Um and you got feel two, it. Yeah, you do it. I got two pairs of uh noise canceling headphones. So like if I have issues with one I got another and then I bring my power <laughs> I got my power bank with me, right? So if something happens where they die man, I'm gonna be charging that thing. Like, you know, it, it is. That's you you make that mistake once and you you don't ever have that happen again. That's a, and then one thing I like one thing that I'm gonna be looking at is like I'm actually looking at tr like possibly getting a pair of like compression socks 
Mm-hmm. Um, because like just to wear on the flight, just to, you know, for something, cause it's just so long, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you can stand up, you can move, you can do some stuff, but I've been reading some good things when I was picking up my hiking socks, <laughs> there was some other people talking <laughs> about like compression socks on flights and how much of a difference it made when they got out the other end. And I'm like, dude, if anything makes me feel even the slightest bit better after I get off the, you know, like <laughs> that plane and I'm walking in, I'm like, I will pay. I will pay for that. So, <laughs> so, makes me sound like I'm, you know, 90 years old, but like, I, man, I don't care anymore. Just to help me just be a little bit better when I get off that. I, Matt, I love you're it. an ambassador for easy living. I like it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, and what, say we, we, we've come off the plane, we've checked and we talked about what you do when you first arrive and you, you get that sleep and you wake up the following day. What are you, what is like your tip? If somebody's going for the first time, what would you tell them? Hey, this is how you could be successful, you know, starting off in Japan. You know, so I know some people who say, use your jet lag, right? Yeah. That by the time you land, you probably won't be sleepy or you'll be off or you might have had some kind of sleep while you're on the plane. Um, regardless of the situation that you find yourself in after you've, you've gotten off and now you have your first full day, I'd say don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just take it easy, you know, go as far or as many places as, as, as you feel good, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that there's any real neat reason to, to, to rush to see things before your equilibrium has returned, right? Um, limit it to maybe one or two things. You know, uh, when it comes to, uh, the, uh, truly, I can't, I can't underestimate just, how long that flight is like it's, <laughs> it's like i know it's, man like anybody who's not been it's it's really it's really <laughs> that flight is i, I love beast. japan that's this is how much i love japan this is <laughs> so just really you know and and everyone's different you know if you got quality sleep on the plane go for it but if you didn't or you don't feel like quite like yourself yet just take it easy the first day pick one or two things eat well, hydrate, relax, and just enjoy the fact that you made this trip, you know, depending on where you're from, potentially across the globe. Uh, You're there already. You did the hard part. No need to push yourself on the first day. It'll be there after you relax and wake up again. Just take it easy. Yeah. And we're going to be, I'm happy. We actually, one thing that I do, like prior to my trip that I didn't say when we were talking is like, I actually begin to look at my lodging. And mm-hmm. I make sure I can cancel the ones that I do book. And mm-hmm. I end up canceling that one and booking a new one. You know, like uh, oh, one wow. of the things was when we were in Osaka, I was about like 30 minutes out of downtown. But that was mm-hmm. just like for what I could afford and gave us a place for the three of us that are going, you know, a place to stay. Mm-hmm. We looked again recently and I ended up canceling that. We're now in downtown Dottenbury, that whole area, like you know, we're there. We come out nice. of our, you know, Airbnb and, you know, whatever, you know, apartment, whatever thing we're in. And it's like, we're there. And that's huge. That's one thing I'd say, like, you know, look at your lodging, look at the places that are there and mm-hmm. see if you can improve it, <laughs> you know, because there's nothing wrong with doing that. Nothing at all. No, absolutely. That is wonderful advice. I think my trip in 2020 wasn't a nice, quaint little residential town or a residential area, but it was out there. Yes. And so getting to any of the central stuff, it was absolutely like a 30 or 35 minute trek. It, it doesn't sound like much, but man, if you hit like that train, that's a local that Ooh. hits every stop going through and suddenly that I'm only 30 minutes out becomes like I'm an hour and something out. Yes. And I had I had like one where my stop just happened to be a stop that even though it was a local, it skipped it. It didn't oh, hit that gosh. spot. So I had to wait at the next train again for another train to it it was one of those things it was like two hours by the time i got back and i was like so fried you know by the end of it like such not in a good mood i'm like this is i'm like no no but i'm like Mm -hmm. hey you do what you got to do you you know for me like that night before like or like you know that that night before but like when i get there i like what you're saying because like i try to get a meal i try not to fall asleep when i get there because i don't sleep well on the plane usually i'm gonna try to make that this time you know two trips in a row where i at least got some sleep you know, mm-hmm. like a, some sleep, but uh, that night, like I, I go to, you know, like whatever's, you know, something to eat, go back, 
crash and then that following day we'll go out and hit things but i think like you it's important like you don't want to ruin yourself because i did that you know on one of my trips where i just went crazy to begin with and by the end of my trip those last four days i was having zero fun and you don't want that mm-hmm. either you know you, you don't No, you that. really don't um and one thing that i will say about lodgings now that you bring that up is please please people do your due diligence to see how far your hotel is or your airbnb how far it is away from the nearest state train station that's huge buddy that is oh gosh please you'll you'll you know there is a term for some of the apas it's called ekimai if you ever see apa uh, or apa hotel with ekimai in it it means i think it literally translates to front of station or station front uh it denotes that it's very close to a station and you don't have to stay at an APA or an Apple hotel, but just whenever you're booking a hotel, either if it's not in the description of the actual hotel, look in some of the reviews. And most people, if they had a good experience, they'll say, hey, look, it's only a four minute walk from the hotel or from the, the train station. Yep. It's only six minutes away. And then inversely, on the flip side, they'll say it was a 20 minute walk from the train station, et cetera, et cetera. So if yeah. you're someone who was like a power traveler or someone who's doing a bunch of stuff, uh, and 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 you know every day by the end of the day if you're wiped and your feet are sore or whatever if you're not used to walking that much the last thing you want to do is get back to your station and you have another 20 minutes to walk you yes. do not want that and one of the things too is like when you have that lodging picked out before you book it the places that you have as like places i might want to visit run those routes like yes. run them put them in google put your hotel Put where you want to go and see because you may be the same distance as another hotel, but the line that runs may take you out of your way 10, 15, 20 minutes. And you wouldn't know that unless you actually ran it. You're like, hey, I'm right yep. there. I'm, I'm where I need to be. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it, it can definitely be it. So it, it's great, my friend. And I know uh, we talk, you know, talk a lot just regardly on our time it's here, but we've already kind of discussed this. But for listeners, um, any plans for a return trip already after this one that you have that's going to be coming up? Uh, yes. So I had some friends uh, who I went with in 2019. We're trying to repeat a trip, you know, just the bros trip, you know. Yep, 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 um, yep. But, you know, my friend said he would not go with me during the summer. He's like, I can't do that. He said that that Tokyo Japanese heat in the summer is too much for me. It's real. He was, yeah, it's very real. <laughs> and he said, he said, if you can make something happen in the fall, I'll go with you again in the fall. So I might be trying to work that out, something in the fall with a buddy of mine. Um, he's another creative, so hopefully we can kind of knock some stuff out. Uh, but yes, the fall is, if, you, if, if you're someone who is, doesn't know when you want to go to Japan, the fall is very pleasant. It's really, really quite nice. Wonderful my, weather. My favorite trip I've ever was... Uh... I was there in November, like um, October, November, and it was far and away my favorite for as just far leaves changing, your temperature, Mm -hmm. there's less Mm -hmm. people. There's so many perks to being there at that point in time. It's just like I I can't wait. You know, I can't wait. It's going to be the number of years till I can do that again. But um, when I do, it's going to be a happy time, my friend. It's going to be happy. And I know, like, with you, like, I have, like, the, you know, I'm booked, you know, for as far as I has to be, you know, in that late summers for me, you know, like, you know, things that they're um, just because of, you know, what I have. So I'm already planning mm-hmm. to go back. Um, and like I like I said, besides um, Hiroshima, I might add on, like, Fuji and trying to, you know, just see it better um, or um, hit some places that we've talked about and or go see some people that I've interviewed because, like, heading up to Sapporo. I've not been, um, you know, there's some people that I'd like to meet in person, um, mm-hmm. that I just haven't yet. And I know every year that passes, that's going to, that list is going to keep getting more. So, you know, it's there mm-hmm. more Maurice. Um, thank you, my friend. I, I, um, huge, uh, coming up huge. Uh, I, I appreciate it so much. You coming on for today. Um, anything else that you want to say before we, uh, sign off together? Oh, um, just kind of piggyback one of your earlier episodes about planning your first trip or just another trip um, to Japan. Uh, you dropped some real gems in that one. And that really is, if you're someone who's never been to Japan before and you want to go, please take that first step into making it a reality. 
you know, you may feel like your goal is that far off, but with every step you take, you get that much closer to setting your foot down on some of that Japanese soil, and you can do it. You really, really can. And please continue to listen to Mike's show because he'll help you get there. Appreciate it, my friend. I can't wait to hear about like a next project. And one of these days, my friend, I want to do something with you as well. I said, you know, like, we'll make it happen. We will make it happen. Absolutely. You know, uh, for some housekeeping for things that we have, my friends, please give a like, a follow, a comment on your favorite streaming services and follow our Instagram account at Lost Without Japan. And for those of you that listen to the interview with Stephanie, um, you know that we are also on YouTube. We have a few interviews that are there, and I'll continue to add format. And once I'm back from my trip, that's um, a bit away still, but I'll let you guys know. Um, I will um, update and put in some information uh, for you as well, share some videos and things like that. So just things to look forward to. And if you have enjoyed today's show and you're still around at this point in time, Feel free to support the show by either sharing it with a friend, a family member, someone that you think would enjoy it. And if it is at all feasible for you and you feel so inclined, uh, consider uh, donating through our show's uh, Ko-fi page or the show's Patreon. Links will be in today's show's notes. Thank you for our members that have already donated. You've helped me end up getting a lavalier microphone and you will be helping me get a second one that I'm going to be taking with for the trip. And I can't wait to share those recordings and audios and everything's for both on-site interviews and then just sights and sounds uh, from when we're there. Thank you again, Maurice, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And on behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on today's interview. We look forward to seeing you on board again for our next regularly scheduled episode as we continue our discussion on Japan, travel, culture, and your lost without moments. To everyone out there, oh, ginky day. Stay well, my friends.